You're listening to 17 Karat K-Pop, the show that's a little bit of everything with a K-Pop twist. Visit 17karatkpop.weebly.com for more information about the show. That's 17-C-A-R-A-T-K-P-O-P.weebly.com. Enjoy the show! Hello everybody, hope you're ready for another new episode of 17 Karat K-Pop. To uh, make up for the delay in releasing the Luna episode that I've been teasing forever now, and to make up for in general being late to put out another episode since my last one, I am releasing a double whammy, so after you're done listening to this Luna episode, there is another brand new episode that should be up now. So I I decided it would just be a better way to split up the content I was thinking of instead of just doing one super long episode and also just a treat for listeners, hopefully. So that is uh, what is on the agenda today. We are going to talk about who is Luna, where the concept of Stan Luna came from, why you should join us in standing Luna, the chronology of the music videos, the theories and my thoughts about the whole music video universe and what it represents, the storylines, how they intertwine, all the backstory behind video filming, some thoughts I have about why they're so popular in the USA, all sorts of stuff. Everything Luna is today. And if you like other content that I've been talking about on my show lately, like just positive news stories to brighten your day, not super directly related to K-pop or even music, but just things people are doing to help each other out and boost each other's spirits lately, that I want to continue doing regularly. So that list is on the other new episode on there also. I have some more just fun stories and memories from my experiences in the world of K-pop and at in-person K-pop related events. I talk about my requests for future episodes that I hope to get more fan input in. Or, I mean, not to speak so highly of myself, to get listener input in. (laughs) Hopefully I get fans someday though. And I talk about just overall updates in in terms of news in the world of K-pop. So... It's it, There are jam-packed shows, and I have a lot more to get to in more future episodes, obviously. So any delays in episode releases for the next few months will not be due to lack of content. I have plenty planned, lots down the pipeline. It's just about uh, all the time, that, like I've said before, I'm not in my usual studio, so doing things remotely it takes longer for me to edit and upload things on my own. Also, I obviously, this is a busy time for... It's all just mentally, emotionally, and I'm trying to finish uh, t- getting my college degree online now. So, it uh, and there's also you know taking care of family members and things like that. So I've got a full plate. So if there are delays, please know the content is coming. I hope to continue to issue it regularly once once a week at the bare minimum. Um, hopefully more like twice a week at least. Um, But like I said, I apologize for the inconsistent upload schedule lately, but please bear with me, and I hope you still enjoy the content, and maybe even more with a special build-up. It'll make it worth the wait, I promise. So, without further ado, let us dive into the Lunaverse. So, first of all... Who is Luna? Well, it is a group of 12 girls, although for the latest promo there were 11 of them promoting due to one of them taking some time off for health reasons, but there are 12 of them and they are from a company we've talked a lot about before on the show actually, which is made up of just 15 all-female employees, at least it was at the beginning, maybe it's changed since we last discussed that during season one, but anyway, they're an underrated, very small company called Blackberry Creative that created this whole concept of Luna and is putting all of their effort into this one group and I just really really obviously like Stan Luna but also the company itself and hope for the best for them um, because it's so rare to see this all-female-led part of the music industry and all these female creators working together and I just really want to support them and they really put a lot of thought and care into creating the Lunaverse and it's a very special unique uh unprecedented thing that they've created. So anyway, that's my little fangirl rant about the company. So Luna, yes, so it's from Blackberry Creative and has 12 members. And it's called Luna because the Korean word, the spelling of the Korean word, um, the Korean term uh, girl of the month is, so Luna basically means girl of the month. And so the letters in Luna are formed from the first Hangul letter in each syllable of the Korean 
word for girl of the month, a Korean term. So if you write in, in Korean, and in the first letter of each syllable, uh, the lines that form from those letters become the symbol for Luna in these Romanized letters. So if you see the Luna logo, it's usually written in all caps with the N like a a square but without the bottom line and then the triangle instead of an A. That is how the logo looks because that's how the letters look when they're rearranged. So it's called Girl of the Month because they had a really interesting process. And so it's interesting because, like I've said before, a lot of K-pop groups only last a max of seven years because that's the max amount of time uh, their contract can go on without needing a renewal. So a lot of groups only last those seven years at the most. Actually, a lot end up breaking up much sooner than that, but that's a whole other discussion about finances and stuff like that and other variables involved. But anyway, so it, people do tend to get very nervous uh, when their favorite group is reaching the contract deadline, but it's interesting because for Luna, what counts as seven years? Because they basically had a pre-debut buildup of music before they were all presented as a full group. So is that amount over that year plus year plus a few months of pre-debut tracks before the official uh, grouping when they all came together the official group debut? Does that time count in their seven years? Maybe they don't have a seven-year contract. I don't know, but it is exciting because it feels like Luna's been around forever, but actually just a few years now. So yeah, it's interesting. It was a very cool rollout, so this has been a unique process uh, presenting Luna to the world since the beginning. So what originally happened was this was an eight, 18-month project, really, but um, but it was kind of a girl of the month concept. So each month there would be a release from a new member. So you, the world was introduced to a new member of Luna each month, and uh, interspersed the, in between re solo releases, they had releases from subunits of gr groupings of Luna members who formed subunits, and then by the time all of them had presented themselves in their solo works to the world, then they came together collectively and had their official debut as a full 12-member Luna. So it's a very cool concept and you get to meet them one by one and get to know them individually and their sound and I think for the artists too that's a really cool way to do it to give them time to decide what part of the narrative they want to be the face of I guess so anyway so the Lunaverse is really I mean I say that like not as just a catchy term that fans use but really it is like they've created this universe and that is the ultimate premise of the music video worlds and everything like that so the Lunaverse is basically uh on a Mobius strip so just to clarify a Mobius strip is like a surface if you google it you'll see the if you google image search it you'll see what I mean you've probably seen it you just didn't know it's called a Mobius strip it's basically the line that Kind of an infinity symbol, but not as, not as clean lines, not as um, narrow lines, I guess. Mobius strips are more like, uh, kind of just like, like a circle that twisted itself a little bit. So just like a real like curvy line. <laughs> um, that's, that's the best way I can think of describing it. So anyway, so the Lunaverse exists on this Mobius strip. And there are basically two sides of it. So there is one side that is like Earth, like just regular people. And the characters in those music videos that represent that side of the strip are really like just down to Earth and the people you'd see in your daily life. And there's nothing like supernatural about them or anything. And then there's the other side, which is like this alternative universe where the members have different powers and things like that. So, um... So that's basically what the Lunaverse is all about that I'm talking about here. So it's basically basically the best way to explain this universe and how it is carried out throughout the videos, which we're going to talk about specific videos in a minute, but I just want to cover this this basic over overall general info first. So um, it helps to understand the subunits before you really understand the universe and how the different worlds come together and are related. So... One of the subunits is Luna YYXY, and so this subunit basically lives on the 
non-relatable side of this. So they are in this utopia, it's called Eden. They're basically living in this place called Eden, um, obvious symbolism there. And ultimately, the mission for the members of Luna YYXY in their group videos and their solo works for the members that are a part of this subunit seems to be really about um, trying to escape Eden. Although Eden is depicted as this beautiful, glorious, heavenly place, it seems like they really would rather just be with more humans and get the full human experience, ups and downs included. And so it feels like this kind of journey back to understanding just what it's like to live among the people, I guess. And so that seems to be their ultimate quest. And so this Eden place is located between two other worlds in the Luniverse. So there's Earth and there's like what's called a Middle Earth, which is between Earth and Eden. So those are the two sides of this Mobius strip I'm talking about. We have Earth and Eden, and then in between them is Middle Earth. Okay, with me so far? All right. The next subunit I want to talk about is Luna One-Third. So Luna One-Third is the one that you will see on Earth. So Luna One-Third is just Earth, and it is basically the storylines are just relatable and just about friendship and relationships and ups and downs and a whole host of human emotions and all that stuff. And so this is what's you know considered on the normal side of the strip. So that one's pretty straightforward. The third one is Odd Eye Circle. So Odd Eye Circle is the subunit whose members exist in what's called the Middle Earth, the place between the other two locations. And so the members of this group are the ones that have certain powers. So they align as the sun titles will suggest that we'll talk about later. Their powers seem to relate to when the moon comes out and when an eclipse occurs and other things that have to do with the weather and the natural elements, it's like they're all Mother Nature in a sense. It's really more like, I guess, since it's about the moon and stuff, it's kind of like they're werewolves but chic. And so werewolf chic is like the whole branding of Odd Eye Circle in one that's one way to put it. And so, because their powers do seem to align with when the moon comes out and things like that, which we'll talk about more later. And so anyway, the members of Odd Eye Circle, their traits change over time, so they're not their powers seem to change over time and sometimes they're enacted in one moment and not in the next. Um, so they're less predictable and obviously less relatable because of the superpower aspect. And basically the Odd Eye Circle members are the ones that have the full power to travel between the worlds. And so just to be clear, some of what I'll be talking about is based on my opinion about what I see happening and how I interpret these videos. But as is the case with the other K-pop video universes we've de we've had a deep dive into through the show, um, please keep in mind that a lot of it is intentionally left up to viewers to decide for themselves. So these are my thoughts and opinions about it. And some of it has been confirmed, some of it hasn't. It is fun to kind of create your own narrative, though, whether it's what they really intended it to be or not. So just keep that in mind. But anyway, so it seems like the Odd Eye Circle members are the ones who basically have the most freedom to travel. So they're in this Middle Earth, so they can most easily travel to the left or the right universes um, that have to do with them. And so it seems like they are very take charge and they're using their powers to realize that they can basically actively take ownership of their own stories and their own lives and if they don't like it in the Middle Earth they can choose a new Earth in a sense. They can kind of choose their new route they want to take in their lives. Um, don't need to be just kind of passive and wait for opportunities to come to them. They can kind of just reach for their goals and reach for the sky. Um, which is a terrible metaphor to use when we're talking about this weird like outer space concept, but you know what I mean? So that is kind of what they seem to be about. So basically to sum it up, I basically characterized and viewed these three subunits in based on the shared trait of members in those subunits according to the storyline. So Luna YYXY seems to embody optimism and joy. They're from Eden. So YYXY is from Eden and they, they are about joy. Luna one-third is from Earth, and to me they represent hopefulness for just a better future and determination to make that possible. Um, and then Odd Eye Circle seems to have the means to actually make that possible. Odd Eye Circle are the ones from Middle Earth who have the powers, and their trait, I think, is courage. So, full summary, 
um, in a few words would be that Luna YYXY embodies optimism and joy. Luna one-third is hopefulness and determination. And Adai Circle embodies courage. So let's transition into talking about the specific members intro videos. So the first member we were introduced to is Heejin, who released the song called Vivid as her main first single. And Vivid has lyrics like, the world without any colors, it's boring, and that kind of stuff. So basically the whole premise of the song and her video are about how, you know, the world without colors is boring, basically meaning that like, you need to add color to your life in a symbolic way as well as literally. In the video, you'll see that. So, uh, by the way, as I go through these, um, I won't be as in-depth about the actual video plots as I have been for other artists because Luna really has something special going on with their aesthetics in their videos. So they're just so aesthetically pleasing to watch and really fun and cute. So just just check out the videos. I encourage you to. But I will give you some teasers. So anyway, so... In this video, she's walking around this rainbow-colored house, but it's full of color in a way that's not overwhelming and that makes you feel like nauseous because it's way too much color exploding at you. It's just laid out very nicely. It's a very nice video to watch, so to literally to watch. So anyway, so the video is all about that, where she's realizing she wants more excitement in her life and wants to change things up um, to keep things interesting. And so she's tired of the same old, same old, and that's what the song's about. And then the second song from her is Vivid, the acoustic version, which takes on a totally different tone, which will explain these parallels later because they are meaningful and symbolic, um, at least according to me and other theorists who are really deeply analyzing this Lunaverse. So anyway, the acoustic version of Vivid basically is a travel vlog of sorts where you basically see Heejin walking around places and just traveling yeah it's a it's like a vlog of sorts and honestly i think this was a, whether it was intentional or not this is a very smart marketing move because to have the first release from this group or one of the first releases anyway be this very like intimate feeling personal video footage feels like it really draws you in and is connecting artists to the fans like a person-to-person -person thing very early on, which I just found very smart because you know how people really do feel like they know their favorite YouTubers or favorite vloggers. It feels like you get that from Heejin with her basically. It's like she sent you a video from her vacation. So it's very personal right off the bat, your connection with this group, which I found very smart. And then the second member we met was Hyunjin. And so her son is around you. And it's basically a very somber, solitary song. Um, and she definitely appears in that video to just be missing someone or missing something. Um, it takes a definite twist. So as we we're introduced to each Luna member, you definitely do see their own unique color added to this because they really do span genres. It's very hard to explain the differences. But yeah, Hyunjin's music is pretty slowed down for that first song. And it's about, you know, it's about loss and other darker stuff than Heejin's video was. And then um, in I'll Be There, Heejin joined Hyunjin for the video. And this is a brighter, more fun track. Again, there's a parallel between the two singles released by each soloist. You'll see. And so I'll Be There has really cute lyrics. My favorite is The Pink World With You And Me. And it's just very cute. It's it's a cute video about um, basically an adding color to the world once they're together. And it's just, yeah, it's just as cute as it sounds. And then we met Hassel. And Hassel's video started out with, well, we had Let Me In first. And then all three members that we've been introduced to so far were on their Christmas song called The Carol. Let Me In seems more relevant to the storyline. The Carol was kind of, in my view, more of just a... Uh, an almost ob obligatory holiday release from a group. So anyway, so Let Me In is basically a pretty darker video again. So I feel like the order was intentional here, where as we're introduced to Luna members, they alternate between, you know, a bright and fun song and then like a darker or more just overall more somber or, you know, deep in thought tone to them. 
that's a little, you know, just heavier content, I guess. And so that seems to be an intentional placement in any way of releases. So Let Me In goes from the the really fun, bouncy I'll Be There song down to another more somber song where Hustle is basically sitting on this wrecked plane in this field and there's a lot more to it, but yeah, so it basically ha- is at the scene of this plane that's crashed and she's walking around finding all these little diamonds that are buried in the dirt. That's as much as I want to give away. So then... Um, we met Yojin, who is, uh, who released, honestly, one of my personal favorites, which is Kiss Later, which is very, again, we're back to something fun and bouncy and just very cute. And so Kiss Later is really, really just fun. It's literally about kissing. And so in this video, she is, it's literally a Cinderella story and it has lyrics like, don't put your lips on me, it's too quick, we just met kind of a thing, and it's really cute. So, like, she's, it's literally a Cinderella story. She is, like, running away from this guy who's dressed up as a frog, it's really weird and funny, and it just feels like you're watching a Disney movie or something, but it's so cute, and that's all I want to say about that. But that is one of my favorite videos, it's really fun, and it's pretty accurate, because honestly, like, the whole concept of, like, someone trying to wake you up with a kiss, well, like, I could go on and on about how, like, messed up that is, so, anyway, I appreciated the message there, about how she's like, no, it's, you know, we just met, I'm too young, and blah, 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 like, leave me alone, um, I can relate, so, anyway, and then she released, um, My Melody and My Sunday, My Sunday, um, calling this on My Sunday seems to be a title that, I mean, this part, honestly, if there's any part I'm really reaching to overanalyze, it's this part. But, you know, I mean, Sunday's the first day of the week. Maybe it's kind of symbolizing a new start, uh, a new beginning. Uh, I, You know, I don't know. I could be reaching, but it feels like calling it that is like my Sunday, my new day of the week, my new beginning. Uh, you never know. It seems like the placement makes the most sense um, because, as you'll see in a minute, after one more release, then we get to a whole... Then we seem to transition away from this this universe to the other side. And so you'll see what I mean. So anyway, so Vivi is the next member we meet, and she released Every Day I Love You with Hassel joining her for that song, and then I Need You with Jinsel. So Every Day I Love You is one that has some really retro vibes. It's another cool aesthetic. And it comes back, so just all all you need to remember for the story's sake is the retro vibes from that video. And then Every Day I Need You is back to more of a somber tone, where she's wandering around the city alone, and it's more uh, melancholy for sure. After this video is when I noticed that the screen that shows Luna's logo that appears before every music video as the music videos are starting, um, the intro screen that shows the logo has gone from being white every time to being black. So now the screen is black with Luna's logo glowing out of the middle of it. And now all the music videos I'll talk about next are no longer in like normal, I guess you could say, everyday hangout spots or like you know, relatively realistic homes, maybe a little bit more colorful than your house, but you know what I mean. We're definitely not on Earth anymore. Um, And now they're basically, the videos have more of a red tinge to some of them, and otherwise just like darker, more dramatic lighting, and we're clearly in just this new universe, this new setting. And that's when we start seeing what's happening in this alternate world. So the first part of that world is Kim Lips Sans. And so she released Eclipse and Twilight. This is when we start seeing, like, close-ups in these videos of their eyes, and in this case, their red eyes. Not hers, but you see a red eye um, at the beginning, which I think makes more sense in context if you watch the video and the ones that come after it. But anyway, um, so Kim Lip has a video for Eclipse where uh, there are alternating scenes where she's in this room. It almost looks like a coliseum if they took out all of the ability to sit down and all of the people. Like, it's just this huge round room that she's dancing in alone. And she's, so she's performing there alone, but it's alternating between all these, like, 
split-second transitions to clips of her with surrounded by dancers, so she's alone, not alone, alone, not alone, and that's the, seems to be part of the concept of the video, and like the message, I mean, and yeah, so that that is basically what you'll get there, I just, I don't want to tease more, more than that. Then we meet Jinsol, who uh, released Standing in the Rain and Love Letter. Standing in the Rain is the one with the music video, though. The key lyric that stands out to me from that one is the nocturnal sun. And the noc- talk- referencing this nocturnal sun is obviously a clear connection to the fact that she's, like, in the flipped world. So, in a lot of ways it does mirror the other side, but in other ways it clearly doesn't. And this is, you know, the nocturnal version of the world. It's, it's, they're contrasted as night and day in some senses. So, next up, we have Cherry, who released Love Cherry Motion, which is another one of my favorites. We're not at my favorite favorite yet, but we'll get there. So anyway, so Love Cherry Motion, and then Puzzle was the B-side, if you're interested, but I prefer Love Cherry Motion, and I'm glad that was the single, to be honest. That seems to be a big moment because there is a song from one of the subunits called Girlfront. And in the Girlfront video, there is one three-colored moon. And in Cherry's video for Love Cherry Motion, you see three same-colored moons. So, got that? So, there's a song with three same-colored moons, and then there's there's a video with one three-colored moon, and that seems to be a very intentional connection. Now we have moved into the third of the three categories you can place music videos in. So in part three now, this the recurring trend, so in the last part, there the trend seemed to be references to connections to the moon and eclipses in you know, the nighttime and all that kind of stuff, etc., etc., pointing out the night and day kind of comparisons between the worlds. And so the main defining symbol I found in the third group is the apple, and obviously that represents temptation, it could represent, um, yeah, I guess mainly temptation, um, but that representation of what does it mean if you eat it, and then part of the theory that is just this fan-created one, but I believe is that this symbolism is really the tool. So basically the fruits are like the power, the like the if you eat the fruit, it's your power to travel between the worlds. And so that's why people on Eden, when they consume the apples, they seem to be able to interact with other members. That's just, it's a, it's quite a web I could draw for you about how this connects to that, but that's the basic premise is that the apple symbolism shows up a lot in the following videos, and part of the reason, honestly, I'm just saying this right off the top, is because I don't want to repeat it a million times, so just keep that in mind. So in the next video, we clearly see references to past videos. So the next video is from Eve, and it is for the song New, and D1 is the B-side, by the way, but New is the title track with a video. So what Eve did is she wore um, this white outfit that is a lot like ones I've seen previous members wear in the earlier videos, which seems to be intentional. I will. I also noticed that she is in a retro setting, a retro aesthetic, the same retro vibes I got from one of the earlier videos that I already mentioned from Every Day I Love You, and now for new, that setting is back, which seems pretty intentional to me. And although that one is not a confirmed connection, but I like to think I'm the detective figuring it out, so just give me this one. And so lyrics that really stood out to me include, you know, all my life, by my life. And the way that seems to translate is um, every aspect of your life is in your control. Like, no one's going to try to dictate this story for you. You control your own narrative. Although the lyrics are pretty deep. Although the song is not necessarily taking a melancholy tone, it is kind of reflective and talks about some serious stuff, lyrics about just not recognizing yourself in the mirror and who you want to be and who you're trying to be. Um, And then there's this thought that she ate that forbidden fruit, the apple, in this video. And then that allows her to travel to meet Vivi and... There are a lot of theories that I, I'm not sure how much I agree with these ones, but 
people think that Vivi's character is actually not human, so either an android or just like part, like I guess alien of some sort, or just not hum not fully human. And so basically, um, some people think a subplot is really trying to help Vivi, like, I guess turn back into a full human? Because I guess like at this point in the story they think that they she was fully human and then wasn't eventually. Anyway, so there's a lot. Vivi's a key character in this whole story. Um, even if you don't believe that subplot, clearly there's there's a, a reason why people are focusing on Vivi's story, so keep that in mind. And so anyway, so in this uh, video it seems like Eve is really starting to try to control this story and figure out basically where what her goals are and where she wants to go from here and finally we got to talk about my favorite from my bias so some people say Chu Chu some people just call her Chu I call her Chu Chu is my bias and she's really just adorable and you'll see if there's any video I convince you to just go watch instead of listening to me talk about it I mean, don't, like, stop listening to this, but, like, if you really want the full experience, what you need to watch is this video. So it's for heart attack, so if you look up Luna Heart Attack, you'll see it. It is so, so cute, and it is the video that I think, honestly, probably turned a lot of fans into stands. And so there are a couple of reasons for that. One is because it's a really cute love story um, between Chu and another girl, and that really was very, very special to people because same-sex relationships in K-pop videos are not common at all. And it was very, very cute. And it's just really, really, really a sweet and wholesome love story. And so there's that that people are drawn to. So there's the romance, there's the representation, and there's the overall, um, yeah, just it's really honestly the biggest bop of the group. Honestly, Luna's best song ever. No one fight me on this. So anyway, in the Heart Attack video, um, there are really cute lyrics like, my favorite is, this is what thrill feels like, darling. And it's a really cute love story. So, but at the end, people might uh, dig into the symbolism over Chu waking up from a dream by her crush in the video. So her crush wakes her up. Um, so how much of the video of them getting to meet each other and fall in love, essentially, how much of that was in the dream and how much was, bef like, not in the dream, it was before she fell asleep, is unclear and up to your interpretation, but that is, uh, overall the premise of the video, so now that we have the song called New, we're back into, um, the concept of really acting out what the song New was trying to do. So New is like a self-reflective song, and then Chu is kind of acting out the the action that was taken after reflection, is how I view it. So some of the overall plot lines so far that seem to sum up what the music videos up until this point that I've talked about are all about, well, first of all, it seems like Vivi has this unique storyline, whether you believe she's an android or what, um, and they're trying to all kind of navigate how to have a relationship with her and how that might be different than the relationships they have with full humans and how to help her help her bring her into the fold and interact with her. Um, two, then there seems to be this plot that the subunits are trying to figure out how to come together and cross and travel through their universes to all finally get to the same universe and ideally create this new world where they all live together as opposed to on these separate uh sides of the strip, separate planets, however you want to put it. Three, it seems like Eve really wants to help create this new universe. Remember, Eve is the character with the song called New, and it seems like some people think Olivia has these sinister motives and is trying to stop Eve from creating this new world. Four, it seems like Yojin is lost and needs guidance to get to the others more than the others, maybe with the exception of Vivi. And five, although there are probably a bajillion more um, that fans have come up with, another big point to me seems to just be that these music videos embody um, these uh, conversation starters about what it really means to be fully human and what it means to fall in love and what it means to just live the ups and downs of life and, you know, accepting the good and the bad and how you want to just exist really like how you want to create your story and how you're going to embrace the bad parts of it turn them into good parts work with what life hands you um keep living and just 
living in, in harmony with others. There, those are kind of some overall themes that seem to be present in just overall like universal themes for the Luniverse. Should I say Luniversal themes? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not because no one will laugh. But anyway, another key thing about this saga that I do want to stress that I find very cool and interesting is that as I referenced briefly earlier in this episode, the Luna releases seem to be mirrored. So just like their universes are parallel or kind of like viewed as mirrored images of each other in a way, but like opposites, they're in this, um, not a yin and yang relationship, but you know what I mean, a day and night kind of contrast. It seems like that relation to each other is how the actual songs play out too. Um, so like I was saying right from the very beginning with the release of Vivid and Vivid Acoustic, that kind of set the stage for the that to continue to be just the normal normal aspect of Luna solo releases and subunit releases where they have a song release and then the same song release but a different version, be it acoustic or an English version or something just totally out of the box, a new genre for the song, or it's a song with just a different title, and otherwise it's kind of different from the other song, or with other songs that are um, basically like picking up. So like songs are in pairs essentially, where one song has a concept that like introduces the the partner song, which is like picking up where the intro song left off. So they're kind of like pair. They're songs that go together. They're complete in a, their story if you put them together, and they represent different sides of the same human experience. So um, that's the best way I can think of to kind of summarize it. So like my melody and my Sunday have the connection. Every day I love you, and then every day I need you. There's love and live and love and evil. There's eclipse and then twilight, which I guess that's not as directly opposites, but maybe. Um, girlfriend and odd front. I mean, I can go on and on. So it is interesting how there are these intentional parallels in both titles and lyric switches. Sometimes just a few little subtle song lyric switches are in the the pa the partner version of a song. But they're all intentional lyric changes, it seems, and it's it's a very cool, unique concept. And like I said, it does also allow for Luna to be unique because of how out of the box they are and how you can't really put them in a genre. We've talked about before how K-pop is more of an industry than a genre, but even aside from that, they wouldn't be called like stereotypical K-pop either because the track... Um, the feel of the tracks is so varied because you do have ballads, you have more bubblegum pop, you have kind of doo-wop-y style, like early, early Ariana Grande, like yours truly era doo-wop-y style songs, you have very piano-heavy songs, you have guitar-heavy songs slash like acoustic, like soft, not soft rock, I guess it's not really rock, but it's its own thing, you have more electronic vibes in some songs, or like more, um, maybe not electronics, not the, not the right word, but like Kind of that feel of like using a digital keyboard or something. Um, you have songs with a lot of background si background sound effects and instrumentals thrown in, and then songs that are very stripped back. So there are a million ways to categorize the different songs of Luna, and that's part of the appeal because there's a Luna song for everybody. So keep that in mind. And so, what does all this mean? The next member we meet is Go One, with the single One and Only. Seesaw was Go One's B-side track, and in the One and Only video, some of the key moments to keep in mind for the sake of the storyline. First of all, some of the lyrics in the first verse, I believe, um, that are important are the moon illuminating the sky like stage lighting, and that's a really cool lyric, honestly. Um, but also, it does have some cool meaning behind it. Um, the moon illuminating the sky, obviously, is um, kind of can you know it represents this darkness or the um, it could represent darkness, but at also the moon is a light on its own, if you know what I mean. So the moon is like if it comes out, it's viewed as like it's nighttime, it's darkness, but also the moon is like literally a light. 
so and describing it as if it's a stage like that metaphor I just think is really cool like the moon reflecting on you is like still your time to shine you know moon child it's your time to shine if you know what I'm talking about so um another key moment from that video that I didn't realize until my latest rewatch of this music video but the connection between there's a connection between the one and only video and the butterfly music video because there's a butterfly in the one and only video this blue butterfly that go one like holds out her hands and like has approach her and and touch her and it's it, it's a very cool moment this video has a lot of moments like that that in hindsight now i'm realizing how much those little moments actually were like easter eggs prefacing videos that were released afterwards Another key thing is that Go One setting is in this lawn hallway with all these doors on the sides, and it's uh, the kind of long corridor that sets that sets the mood for a dramatic scene automatically. Um, and if you are Army and listening to this, you know why that's like that scene is bringing back some emotional memories for a totally different music video universe. But anyway, so the setting seems just destined to be for dramatic scenes. And so she's there, and there's uh, basically the first half of the video, she's alone wandering the halls of this building, and it's dark out, and she's seated at this long, fancy um, dinner table that that's has place settings for way more than one person, um, but she's alone. And then the second half of the video is when she looks up and she's actually other she's surrounded with the other members at that table. So they're all coming together and now in all these scenes they're with her. So the scenes where she's at the table they're with her now. The scenes where she was running towards the door at the end of the corridor now they're running along with her and they all look happier than she did when she was alone. Um, all of her dance breaks now include other people so now she's just with other people trying to reach this door. Um, a lot of clear symbolism there of trying to you know escape to this other place by finally getting the door of opportunity open. And another key moment here was that she, uh, the, again, the apple symbolism is here, and so she dropped the apple on her way to run toward the door, which could be interpreted in different ways, and I'll leave that up to you to decide. So another big thing is that she um, has this key moment towards the end of the video where she's in white, I believe, and then she hugs someone wearing black clothes, or maybe it's vice versa, but the point is black and white are coming together now, which remember, throughout this storyline, that the black versus white colored um, logo screens and things like that were meant to be contrasted, and those parallels are symbolic, and so this seems like a full circle moment that black and white are coming together, and the next few videos I'm going to talk about are even more pivotal and show this big full circle moment of the Lunaverse and its subunits, and so that's what, those are the kind of the main things that happen in the one and only video. Uh, the key thing I would say for the story is, yeah, the merging of black and white as well as running towards the door now with the other members. One more thing to keep in mind is that all of the members in this video are wearing these plaid outfits that were in a past music video, and those keep coming up. Ever since they were worn by Eve in the new video, you'll see those outfits come up again and again, more than any other outfit repeats or outfit concept repeats that you see in Luna videos. So I just feel like that's very symbolic, that the outfit that is repeated the most and all of the members are wearing together is the one that came from the music video that was called New and signaled a shift in the storyline. The last Luna member we meet with a solo debut is Olivia with the music video for Egoist and Rosie was her b-side. And Egoist, again, I know I've said this a million times now so I guess that defeats the point, but it is one of my favorites. I'll have to really narrow down the list to like a top three to make that statement actually like carry weight to say that it's my favorite, but you know what I mean. So Egoist is a video that features a few symbols that connect to the lyrics and the pr the rest of the story. It fits in well with the rest of the storyline. And so a, a few key details in the video. So in the Egoist video, it starts out with Olivia is on this mattress and she wakes up and she's in like what looks like some empty warehouse room, very similar to the one that members were dancing in on the in the alternate universe music videos earlier. So 
that is something noteworthy. And then there is the fact that, so we'll, we'll get back to talk about the flower petals, but just know um, one of the key lyrics is all the petals fell, and there are other lyrics referencing these petals. So that is probably the closest example to uh, lyrics and, sim and symbols that are visuals in the music video being connected. Another key lyric is uh, basically, I mean, this is kind of a paraphrase, but it goes along the lines of, um, saw the moonlight at the edge of the darkness, um, and from now on I will live on and taking another step, love myself today, let you go today. Those are the key lyrics of the chorus, love myself today, let you go today, and meant referencing the moonlight and the edge of darkness all very much fits into this theme we've been talking about. She's uh, wearing white in this video, in some scenes, and black in others. We've talked about that color symbolism before. So this is really feels like a, one of the full circle, most full circle music videos that the solo artists have had. Uh, the lighting changes throughout the video when she's dancing in this parking garage type place uh, include the red light that we saw in the alternate universe and there's also now blue light as well as some that's black where it's dark in there and other scenes where it's like this really bright blinding light. Um, so a lot of light changes throughout the video. The apple symbolism is back. Some lyrics that reference people being one and the same, like I see you or me and now I'm you, which overall seems to to hint at the fact that Olivia is connecting the dots here and seeing that the universes can come together and the people that live on the different sides of this Mobius strip can actually converge in the center and hopefully live together in harmony. And... Another key moment towards the end of the video is that she is looking down over this railing. So there's like this warehouse, but somehow it's like a two-story warehouse thing. And she's looking over the railing now at that mattress. And now it's got red flower petals scattered all over it. And then at the end of the video, she's back at the mattress, but with the red petals still there. And the color red here that is inserted into black and white scenes, or not literally black and white, they're colored, but... There are scenes that have a lot of black or white in them, and injecting that with a lot of bright red seems very meaningful. Red is a color to represent passion and intense emotions, among many other things. And it ends with a key detail that, that please, 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 you need to keep in mind for one of the latest music videos that we're going to talk about, one of the most recent ones in this timeline. So the key thing, the key detail at the end of this video is that there is this cassette tape that is on fire. So memories burning is the clear symbolism there. So just remember that cassette tape. And before we go into the full group videos, there is a subunit video I want to quick talk about a little, which is Love Forever. I'm not just talking about it because I'm biased for Grimes, and I am Grimes Hive, and we have been thriving with that release and hope for more, but also because it is a big, truly a big video to go along with the storyline. So Love Forever is Luna YYXY's video, and they're in this mansion, but it's not, it reminds me a little bit of Hogwarts because it's got that old school look to it. It's really big and fancy, but it's a lot cuter and more pastel-y, and it's like if Fancy Nancy got to uh, basically be the designer that redesigned Hogwarts. So anyway, so it's Fancy Nancy Palace here, and they're dancing in it, and they're all wearing plaid outfits again like before. The fact that they're all wearing the same look when they hadn't in the past uh, definitely goes along with the theme of the lyrics in these later releases about I realize I'm like you and you're like me, especially if you believe the theories about Vivi not being fully human, or maybe the other members not. It's like they're reaching this point of understanding and that maybe they all are, have more humanity uh, and more shared traits than they realized. And now Love Forever seemed to be a turning point where the members of Luna are finally like interacting with each other more than they ever had in previous videos. And a key lyric from Love Forever is Tell Me Your Story, which again goes to the core of what Luna's all about, which is we can be alike enough to get along, but also tell me your individual story and how are you Luna, essentially. <laughs> And then there were 12, and we finally got to see Luna all come together for a really fun video. Again, I have to say it's one of my favorites, so I'm going to have to update my uh, review to make the word favorite actually mean something and not just be every Luna song. But favorite really is one of my favorite 
videos, no terrible pun intended. So this video for favorite is when all of the girls are wearing white on top and black on bottom with white button-ups and black skirts. It's a really cute look and it's symbolic of the black and white coming together. And so all 12 of them are in the same room finally for the first time in a video. And it's just a really cute, fun song. There's not too much to dissect in it, honestly. It just seems to be about a crush and you're my favorite person and let's be together, etc. And there is a little more to that theme, but also like deeper content if you actually pay attention in the Hi Hi music video, which came after that. So for Hi Hi, it's kind of a contrast yet again with the darker videos, like just literally darker. Favorite is an upbeat song, but it's in a darker setting. And Hi Hi is as pastel technicolor as that gets, if that's a, a good description of it. And so the Hi Hi video features all the members of Luna in different locations again, but they all seem to be turned toward the same point, like they're all listening to this intercom message and they're turned toward this center intercom or center stage or something. They're all facing like a center as if they're in this big circle and they're all looking at the center from their different locations. And they all eventually run towards each other, uh, we see more references to like past outfits and past interactions between certain members. And the cutest lyric to me is just make me say hi, which is kind of the overall theme. Like, get to know me and I'll get to know you and let's hang out. It's just so cute. And so they're running around towards each other and meeting up. And the whole thing seems to be an interesting uh, collection of scenes where they're learning how to interact with each other. And they're bonding. And it's it's really kind of this accumulation of the storyline this whole time where they were trying to figure out their individual identities and now that they feel like they get that they are coming together to create this group identity and figuring out what Luna means to them as a whole and the key to relationships in holding on to your individual identity as well you know because friends can help bring out good traits and unique traits in each other so it's about finding a comfort level with other people to me and the next video was for Butterfly, and we talked about Butterfly in season one, so you can go back to an episode, it should be called something along the lines of music videos or music video analysis, I believe it was in one of those episodes. Anyway, so the Butterfly video, we're not going to talk about too much right now, again, but I will say that the overall lesson is pretty clear, it's the butterfly symbolism again, fly like a butterfly, the thought about just, you know, you uh, need to spread your wings and fly, and all of that positive that positive energy is in that song. It is honestly their best choreography. So if you want if you're in need an intro to Luna's live performances, the per live performance to look up is for Butterfly. It really is cool because there are 12 of them and so it looks very very cool to have all those people come together and literally create this butterfly wing effect with their arm movements. It's really something. And so I would check that out for sure. And honestly Butterfly had like the most aesthetically pleasing album cover art that they've had ever and that one I guess we can debate so I won't say don't fight me on that one but I'm pretty sure you agree with me anyway so the key detail though that I do want to mention from this video actually there are two. First of all there is this image with a few apples on the ground at the beginning of the video which seems like maybe that's a sign that there are a couple now that I mean that could mean different things but I would say it's kind of like okay we're, we've done that symbol and we're moving on from it is my view like they're feeling more content in their lives and they don't need to go back to like this temptation and this internal dilemma um but that's just my deep possibly too deep look into that uh symbol and it could have just been a little easter egg for fans to be like hey that's a reference to past music videos but to each his own interpretation but the key detail remember i told you to remember that burning cassette tape is that the video ends I believe it, yeah, it's toward the end where you see someone holding a cassette tape again. It's not on fire or anything, but it's there, and it looks a lot bigger than the last one, honestly. It's like a VHS tape. Yes, I know what those are. Look at me. And uh, so that is basically how it ends. So to me, it's like this story about creating your creating your story and preserving your story and getting rid of and like burning the old story that didn't suit you and wasn't ideal because it was kind of like I mean you could interpret it at the way I did which is about like kind of living a lie and figuring out who you really are and the burning of the tape is kind of like that was a fake identity now I want to preserve this tape because this is the real me 
And this, I think, was a key video for the fandom and why people love Luna so much, especially in the USA. Luna is everything because they really are, they embody that thought that you are Luna and we are Luna. They talk about this all the time. The fandom name references it to the orbits because we are each our own orbit. We all have our own universes, but we all can come together and join the Lunaverse. So it's all about, again, that ability to have this individual expression and identity, but also feel like you're part of something and have a special welcoming environment and group identity in the Luna fandom. And so that is why people love Luna, really, that is the bottom line. And that's why if you are on Twitter, you've probably heard Stan Luna. It doesn't matter if you're on K-pop Twitter or just Twitter in general, or Tumblr or Facebook probably too, is that you've probably tweeted something like, um, great day today, or something totally unrelated, or like, how about that football play last night, and suddenly you'll see someone reply like, Stan Luna, or if you have bad, something bad happened to you, they'll reply to, if only you'd stand Luna, and I know the Luna fandom were probably the most annoying fandom, honestly, because of that, but let's pause, and you should take those opportunities not to get angry and annoyed with us, although we deserve to be for people to be annoyed at us at times, admittedly, but you should stop and think, wait, why is everyone telling me to stay in Luna? And then look them up, and then before long, you'll be in the hole with us, down a deep dive into their universe, and you'll be like, you know what, I you were right all along to push me to stay in Luna. So you're welcome. We have turned into not only our own little orbits, our own little worlds, but special guardian angels for everyone who needs some positive vibes in their life that they can get from standing Luna. So anyway, the last video I want to talk about is for So What. And So What was their latest release. It starts with this intercom message again. Again, it's another contrast that they keep doing so well at, which is Hi Hi was an intercom voice that was just fun and optimistic sounding. And then this intercom voice sounds dark and serious. And the voiceover says, do not accept the fate of the moon, which Obviously, we know what that's about by this point in the story. Get off the track, reveal the world to the world, the hidden side, which is, again, we get the references here, and then burn yourself, which I think is basically, like, if the lyrics that come after that intercom message uh, apply here, burn yourself meaning let yourself take off, you know, like, let yourself take come to life, let the fl like the flames come out of you. I don't know how to describe it, but I get what they're trying to say. Like set yourself on fire as in like let your passion burn in you. I think, you know, don't let your light go out kind of a metaphor in at the front of the front end of the video, you do see one of the members holding a torch which goes along with that theme. Um and there are lyrics about like your eyes burning with passion and you know, don't hide the burn, which it sounds weird, but you know what I mean. Um and at towards the end of the video, we see one of the planets is on fire. One of these Luniverse planets is just burning from the inside out, it looks like. And so that seems to be a hint at them destroying the world that they realized they didn't want. So I believe that was the alternate world. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe they are just queens of climate change awareness, and they were actually burning the Earth to remind us all that the world's on fire. But maybe they were also just queens of telling us to get rid of the planet that we don't like, which is the alternate one where our evil sides lurk. That was the Eden one, the place of temptation. Maybe it's that too. Maybe it's both. But either way, queens. And then the video ends with the key words on the screen that say free, just big red letters that say free. Yes, the red, I believe, continues to be symbolic here. And yeah, the video is just a real fun thing. It's definitely Luna with more attitude than ever. So they're still they still have cutesy concepts, hopefully. Um, but this video is a little more not edgy, but a little more fierce and confident. And you know, take that. So what is the chorus? And it's all about like letting out their bad side. So again, it seems to be a video if you want to get super deep into it about navigating. Um, the lines between your identity and what you want to hold on to and that as it pertains to your identity and then letting go of parts that you don't want to while also figuring out what you shouldn't let go of because you're only letting go of it because other people want you to. So figuring out really who do you want to be and don't let other people change that because so what what they think is basically what it's all about. So that's what Luna is all about. It's all about 
uh, figuring out how you are a part of Luna, how you want to be featured, and that's, I should have said this earlier, but that's what the butterfly video is all about. It features uh, girls from around the world, it was filmed in five different locations across the world, and features girls of all sorts of backgrounds with all sorts of interests and passions, and that's the overall message they're sending. We can all fly like butterflies, and we can all be a part of Luna, which is why we want everyone to stay in Luna. It's aggressive niceness and trying to get you to realize we can all be friends. So that is basically what Luna is all about, and it feels very full circle now with the story, with that burning of the world. So I'm excited to hear what comes next, because they'll probably start a new chapter of the Lunaverse where, I mean... I I think it'll have some elements of the symbolism that still have to be tied up, those loose ends, like the wrecked plane that we went on address, the diamond symbol in the one video. Um, there are other symbols that seem to be not having any loose ends tied up yet. So the story continues, but also I believe it'll have a lot of new content and new plot lines in the future. So I'm excited to watch what unfolds in the Luniverse and... That is the point, the overall point really is that when you say you're excited to see what happens in the Lunaverse, remember they say we are Luna, so we should be excited for what our futures can unravel for us. And so it's just overall a really great uplifting message that the world needs right now, and so that is what it is all about. So yes, in conclusion, I would be so remiss to not end the episode by saying this, but in conclusion, Stan Luna... I hope you enjoyed this recap and intro to their world, and I will see you soon for another new episode. Lots more music video worlds to unpack and other K-pop content on future episodes. You watched 17 karat K-pop just now, and now you stand Luna too, I'm sure. Have a good week, everyone.